Hello. I think Hello. we're live now, right? Is that, are we live? I think yep, we are. All right, cool. Because that intro was, I didn't know that was a thing. So, hi guys. Um, we're here live and welcome to Beneath the Cowl. I'm Aaron from The Married Makers and I'm joined by these three very talented cosplayers and 3D printers. And tonight's uh, episode is going to be about 3D printing. Um, so why don't we have everyone introduce yourself? We'll start with the left. We'll start with Frank. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what platforms people can find you on, how long you've been cosplaying, stuff like that, and we'll get the ball rolling. Hi. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm Frank. Um, I have been, I guess, cosplaying for a little over three years now, and uh, I do a lot of 3D printing tutorials and cosplay tutorials on YouTube. Very cool. Chris? Hi, everyone. My name's Chris. Um I go by Cosplay Chris on uh, YouTube. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, Chris Stanley uh, Official. And been cosplaying since 2013 and got into 3D printing around 2016. And um, same as Frank, just with the channel, a lot of tutorials, 3D printing, and just general cosplay and stuff like that. Very cool. And I'm Bolt Fox. Um, you guys can call me Robin. That's my real name. Uh, I don't even know if I've even said my real name on my YouTube channel, but I have been I've been cosplaying since 2016, I want to say. And I got into 3D printing back in 2018, whenever I wanted to start printing more helmets back then. And it's just kind of like overtaking my life now. And I also make YouTube <laughs> tutorials as well. Um, I've actually been talking a lot more about um, kind of like mental health stuff and um, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD and that kind of plays into a lot of the 3D printing helping with that. Um, so I talk about a, a very a, a wide variety of stuff over on YouTube, but mostly 3D printing and tutorials and stuff for cosplay. That's awesome. That's great. I guess I'll do a little quick thing. Um, I'm Aaron from the Married Makers, the lesser half of the Married Makers. My wife, Wendy, and I do cosplay. We try to do some tutorials. We've been, she's been cosplaying for over 20 years. Uh, I've been wow. doing it for about eight or so so i guess that's i don't know what year it is so 20 i don't know <laughs> no one knows what year 20, it is. 2015 <laughs> i don't know 2016 i started 3d printing in 2017 ironically not for cosplay we both used to work well she still does we work in an, 3d animation as animators oh. and we started 3d printing to make maquettes and models and stuff and then we're like oh yeah let's just do it for 3d printing and kind of just went from there cool that's cool yeah, so it's yeah, nice to meet all awesome. you guys. Um, so I guess uh, we'll just ask, the first question would be: We already know when you started printing. What was your first three D printer? Who wants to go first? And like, what made you want to get it? What like did you follow tutorials? Frank, you want to start? It's right there. <laughs> it's, it's it's I I just brought it back upstairs to start repairing it. So yeah, it was a Creality CR ten S. Um, I think at the time, 2019, it was like 500 bucks, but like something, it was something about the 499 was better than the 500, right? Uh, so it yeah. had, it, it was like, oh, this is kind of obtainable. This is a video game console, you know? And um, it, it started it all. Um, yikes. <laughs> I mean, it printed basically this whole red suit behind me and uh, it, it was a workhorse. It, it ran for dang near two years straight. Um, on top of all the other printers I had, it, it just always worked. And the day I was packing up my house to leave England, I had one more print on it and it was going, and it was going. And I was like, all right, after I, I was starting to tear down my printers to ship them and stuff and get them boxed up. I was like, this is the last print on this. And then I'll take this out of commission and box it up. 
um, after that print was finishing, it got a heating element and the bed died. The bed or the board oh. died <laughs> after two years of running like a champ in England. So I, I was just like, you, you served your purpose. It sat in the garage here for about a year, but I finally just bought a bunch of replacement parts, like direct drive, new board to like give it an overhaul and upgrade. Cause I kind of want to keep it in the arsenal um, as like my first printer to still have it. I, I think it's kind of cool. Put in a glass case, you know, on a pedestal, you know, like, <laughs> right. like Iron Man had a heart kind of thing, you know, like it, <laughs> yeah, it suits yeah. you too, right? Like just like, pretty cool. like, especially it'll be cool to have that as a comparison as printers, like putting like the new bamboo P1P next to that thing. Like, how far the technology's come in three years is disgusting. Oh, <laughs> it's that's incredible. First gen? Yeah. That's the first gen of the CR10S. This, that's CR, I mean, yeah, the only difference to the 10 and the 10S was a dual Z dual Z screw. And I think they did some tweaking on the heater cartridges, but oh, okay. basically the same printer. So yeah, that's yeah. like an original mm -hmm. CR10. Nice, nice. Cool. Uh, Chris, you want to go next? Or? So it wasn't my printer per se. I went thirds with two other mates. So we got the little monster Delta 3D printer. And this thing <laughs> is tall. Like it's a tall yeah. thing. And this was like back in 2016 when I started getting into it because of Batman v Superman and, you know, 3D printing cows and stuff like that. So uh, myself, two of my mates went thirds in the little monster and it resided at my uh, mate Miles's place who got me into 3D printing because he had the space. Mm. He had... Um, Perugias as well. He had a whole bunch of Perugias. It was like a, um, a a production line. And then, yeah, we started printing armor, which is great because, you know, you can print like gauntlets in one hit because of how tall it was. Yeah. Obviously, we started out with PLA. I got to a point and I said to Miles, I'm like, dude, I'm getting RSI from Sandy. Can we please switch to ABS? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but it's a lot harder. I'm like, ABS, ABS. Oh, come on, come on, ABS, man. Yeah. Uh, and then over the years, getting more into resin printing, like resin printing was still touch and go back then. Like the mm -hmm. resin back then was a lot more tenacious and wouldn't uh, agree with silicon if you were to mold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now it's hard way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much wasted silicon. So Just now I've got myself uh, Elegoo Satin, which yeah. has been great. And also throwing myself into learning resin printing because it's such mm -hmm. a different kettle of fish so, from yeah. you know, filament printing in terms of prepping your file the support and so much wasted resin just oh. you come out the next morning and it's just a cured pool in a pool of resin and i'm like yeah. that's it's so good. expensive oh, so i expensive. i feel like i waste more resin cleaning the 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 printer than i do and anything else because you know, like MD, everything's going MD great the vat and Ooh. it just goes everywhere and yeah. i'm like Half I'm still looking for some. Somebody needs to make a good way to do that. Just a good yeah. like, like a lid that goes on top and is like a spout that you could pour or something. You know? Yes. Hmm. Have you ever had like you're pouring the resin and it's such a thin stream that the static electricity makes it go like. I've had that. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, I'm like, what the hell? The yeah. yeah. It's like did I just enter the stratosphere, like the space or something? Because it's pouring and then it goes. And of course, like ninety <laughs> degrees, um, and it just goes everywhere, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, man. So, so yeah, that, 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 that's basically my, my my intro to it. But now it's resin cool. uh, prints at the moment. I do outsource a lot to like Fact Fox in China for like big stuff, mm -hmm. like big stuff that needs uh one piece like and texture as well like detail mm -hmm. um and it's reasonably cheap as well but like little stuff like bits of armor and stuff like that and then that's resin or the filament with um miles who has other printers as well like perugias and stuff like that that's cool well, actually yeah. i have some points about that resin and the curing of like the 
for uh, silicon and stuff like that. But we'll touch on that after. Robin, I'd love to hear what your first printer is, how you got into that. Uh, so my first 3D printer was a Creality CR10. Um, oh God. Yeah. Back in 2018. And I'm almost positive. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was definitely, I definitely watched one of your videos, Frank, about yeah. the realities <laughs> that, so you got me down that hole. It's your fault. Um, sorry. So it's sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, it ran for good. I, I, it's still in my garage. It, I've been actually using it for parts for my newer, I have two CR 10 S's now that I use yep. and I've just been like kind of parting it out. But the, I think the the heated bed on it went out or something, but it went for, it, it held on there for a good, you know, three years or so. So it was definitely a workhorse of a machine and it, that printed all of my, like, I think my Zori Bliss helmet on, like pretty much everything other than the Mando and the Bo-Katan um, armors that I did, I think was printed on that machine. So it was, that definitely got me into this ridiculous hobby. Um, but you guys were talking about resin 3D printing. And mm -hmm. all, of, <laughs> all of you talking about messing with the resin and everything, that's why I do not mess with resin printers. <laughs> oh, my, oh, you'll come around. You'll come around one day. <laughs> See, my husband this time, a, join has, us. <laughs> yeah, my husband has an Elegoo. Oh, it's Mars. It's, it's like the most recent one. But Mars I know three? all I know is yeah. to get it. All I know what how to do is to get stuff off of the bed. That's that's it. Because yeah. I don't want to screw with it. I don't want to. I will make that's it. That's the easy part. That's the yeah. easiest part. That's, that's, that's satisfying. That's yeah. all that I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, it's it's too intimidating. It's too messy for me, at least right now. I'm sure I'll come mm -hmm. around, but right now I'm more I'm just a FDM, you know, creality all the way kind of thing. But well, for yeah. to, I'm sure to I'll be get fair, there. for everything that all like that all, all four of us do, like armor builds and big pieces, Ow. you don't need resin Correct. unless you're doing like right. high detail mm -hmm. scales or like right. small fine bits, right? Yeah. Like mm. like Chris, what you said, you send out for high detail, right? So yeah. like if unless you need like maybe like a Black Panther helmet, resin would be perfect. But if, mm. if like if I was doing that, I would do FDM and I would only put resin for the panels where the textures are and the smooth parts. Yeah. I would uh, FDM it. ABS, I will die on that hill. <laughs> ABS all the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I was like you guys. I, I started with PLA. Um, I, my first was actually uh, Ultimaker Two Plus Extended. So when I went in, mm. I went in hard because <laughs> it was, it was just pricey. And yeah. uh, I was like, well, there goes our combined income for a month <laughs> <laughs> or and then some or something because uh, I was back in 2017 and um, oh, wow. PLA for so long. And then I started working at uh, Henchman Studios and they started mm. using ABS and my god acetone welding acetone oh, smoothing dude. i do and i do want to do that sanding so easy like yeah. I, I i so badly just want to test print like just a pauldron or something round in pla and abs and just do a side-by-side -side time comparison for sanding and mm. it's it's night and day and after after you try abs for the first time because it is tricky to get the, tuned in. You'll be like, why was I wasting my life before this? <laughs> no, it is a pain in the ass, but it's it's actually, there's a lot of benefits I found, but um, sometimes I do want to go back to PLA because I saw some of your tutorials, Frank, and one of your older ones, Robin, about using resin to smooth. Mm -hmm. And I saw your recent one of how you got off of resin and went back to filler. filler. Re yeah, resin. Using, yeah, yeah. Color auto body filler or something yeah yeah, yeah. It's been a so while I, since I resin, resin smoothing is cool but like mm -hmm. it's so it's so bad for you <laughs> like, it is it's so, that's ex that's why ah, i stopped doing it yeah it's, it's, it's like it, 
That's yeah, the one thing bit, with if you get a little drop of that resin on you, you get that con I think oh, I have, contact dermatitis. I have I have burns. I have burns mm -hmm. from I'll yeah, have some yeah. on my skin yeah. just from walking out from cleaning the vat or some light comes through. Like oh yeah. The it's like a I think it's a big problem in the hobby with yeah, you're talking about ABS, right? But there's the caveat of the toxic fumes and the extra things you need to do with right. it. it. Everybody's trying to find such a a quick way to get smooth prints at the cost of their health, right? It's yes. like, well, start spraying acetone out of an airbrush or something or resin smoothing, and they're not taking precautions. <sighs> Yeah, I'm full on like awesome. hazmat Let's not even talk ABS. about putting resin I mean, like, through an airbrush. Full on like that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, like so people, yeah. it's all of this. You're risking your health just mm. to not put in the work. And yeah. be, um, I don't know if you guys follow K Cosplay on uh, Instagram. He's doing a Barracuda mm. armor, and he's doing the whole thing in ABS, and he's acetone he, uh, vapor smoothing it. It's incredible. But it's a very purpose-built Voron that he has. Pretty sure it's a Voron. So to get to that point to be able to do that was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So oh, there's yeah, definitely yeah. barriers here and there. And everybody wants a smoother print, but like just sand, sand a little. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. one of those people. I, I have unabashedly said on my channel, I like sanding. I mean, yeah. there comes a point. There comes a point where I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. But it's my me time. I put on a podcast or I put on an audiobook. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's really not. After a while, I, you need to get used to it. It's funny because sanding, I find, is you either loathe it entirely. I find mostly woodworkers I watch on like YouTube and stuff. They hate sanding. They hate it. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Like cosplayers, <laughs> like that's my Zen time, right? Yes. Like exact same yeah. as what you say, mm -hmm. Robin. I put on audiobooks. I will spend hours just sand so and nice. sand, and it's it is. It's and there's nice. tricks you pick up, right? There's oh, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's not just chugging away with sandpaper. You find different grits, you find different fillers and primers, and all of this. You find power tools. Like there are ways to cut corners and save time, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it, it, everything's a tool, you know. Yep. Mm -hmm. I did try the um, what was it XTC from Smooth On? Yep. Years yep. and years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was too. it was sent to me like a mate uh, who imports Smooth On stuff here in australia and it's it's so ridiculously expensive smooth on stuff it's, oh it's ridiculously expensive in america too yeah, it's um, Canada, I, it's I can imagine and then yeah to yeah. import it here it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and we had a, a like a sampler kit at xtc and i tried it on it was actually so this is a scaled down version of a nightmare on street 2 bus but it was a life-size one that i was cleaning up before molding and um it was great but so much of the burn detail got lost mm -hmm. with the XTC. I feel like it's good for helmets, smooth stuff, nothing that has sharp details like that. Mm -hmm. um, but like I do enjoy sanding that there are times where I'm like, I look at certain details where you have to get a file kit and I'm like, yep. oh man, this is, mm -hmm. is going to be rough. But it, like you have to yeah. do it. Like there's no exactly. other way around it. I will say though, for acetone smoothing, kind of uh, to Frank's point, how you should just put the time in. If there are details, you do lose a lot with acetone as well. Yep. There's um, no but, perfect, right? There's no perfect yeah. way to do any of it. Yep. There, yeah, exactly. Just... But if it's something like quick and dirty, like I just did a paint test uh, for this, this build I'm working on now, and I just shrunk down the version of the helmet I'm doing and I was paint testing different purples and I just literally just dipped them in acetone for like 30 seconds, <laughs> rolled it around so it's nice and glassy smooth because I don't need the details. It doesn't need to look pretty. Mm -hmm. It just has to be smooth for the paint test. And I just made like four or five of those and it took me an hour, obviously full PPE. Like years ago, I got acetone in my eye. Oh, Luckily, I, like, I wear contact lenses. So now I have full face protection. Oh. I change my mask vents out like every few months. I wear full on gloves, like nitrile gloves, sweaters. Like 
I'm like hazmat. I can go to Chernobyl in that in my outfit. That's what I, every time I'm standing out, I'm just like, because I don't want. Dude, I've it. had I've had filler primer, fresh filler primer, go in my eye, and Ugh. like the panic. I, it, it was instant fight or flight, and I'm like, that's it. My eye is gone. Like I, I, it's just gonna eat away. And I ran to the bathroom. I was working at an effects shop here in Sydney for a couple of weeks, and yeah, it was like the tin filler primer that we'd put in the um the the, the spray gun and. I must have cracked. I think I cracked the lid open, and it's straight oh. in my eye. And I ripped the bathroom. And this is how amazing the eye is. It's already got it in the corner, and my eyes essentially like go away, get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's um, yeah, so, it's um, scary, right? Someone yeah. uh, was asking, "Can we see the chat?" I can see the chat because people are asking questions. Oh, yeah, chat? I can't see the chat either. <laughs> oh, one of the chat, chat on the right hand side. Yep, there. What it are is. your thoughts on oh, printing hey. masks, helmets, cowls with TPU? TPU is tricky. TPU, I TPU is tricky. I'm scared of it. <laughs> I've never yeah. used it, so I don't know. <laughs> um, flexible, flexible for it, man. Go for it. Don't know how to work yeah. out, but yeah. Do you use like is Ninja Flex your go-to, or what's is there a certain brand you particularly like with TPU, or or is it me? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Oh, I don't use it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I tried I, it we, once. We, like, tried, we tried Ninja Flex before, but that was like, I think they sent us like a spare reel of Ninja Flex. Is like, a, oh, here we threw we threw this in the box of ABS and we tried it out. It was cool, but to dial it in was it's hard. Right? It's, it's yeah, very it's hard. hard. Yeah. And then smoothing it is a nightmare too. And then painting it's also a nightmare. So it has certain applications. But if you're really going to be making cowls and stuff, that's that's resin. That's that's molds and pores. You'll get the best. Yeah. You know, Molding print something really for yeah for for a nice cowl. Um, and then you have a master mold. You can just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Probably do it in like uh, some sort of flexible resin that, like you, said, it's easier to you can you can add color to it when you when you pull it or you can cast it in any like you have the variety as opposed to just trying to tune it in with one print with tpu yeah yeah all right so let's get on to um tricks for for resin printing let's get into more details to that if you guys want to like uh, um i know don't. robin you said you're scared. Don't. <laughs> i was like don't no don't. i'm just kidding <laughs> don't. Just don't do it don't all right do well, it. chris you said you you have the saturn so i recently got the jupiter from the kickstarter mm. yeah. that is a behemoth to clean yes and it is I should have just gotten the Saturn. I don't know why we got the Jupiter. It's so big. Might as well should have just gotten two Saturns. But how do you feel about your Saturn? Like, what are your stages? Do you have a washing station? Like, what are your yeah? Stages? So I I do I do have the wash cure station and like for transparency, Elgu reached out to me and they're like, hey, um, you know, do you want to do a review on it? And I'm like, I don't know how to resin print, so I like had to do a crash course and teach myself with um, Chitsu Box and stuff like that. So they send it and they sent the curing station. It's a beautiful kit. And, you know, obviously documented the whole unboxing process. And by that time I had read up on Chitu Box, I downloaded it, looked at people who were uh, people's YouTube videos who had set up uh, the Elegoo as well. So I had a basic idea, but it's nerve wracking, man. And part of that video was printing a Rob Pattinson scaled down Batman cowl in one hit, you know, trying to angle the file with the support material to make yeah, sure yeah. that there's going to be no uh, suction stuff like that that'll pull the print back down into the 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 vat there's little things like that it's it's crazy you think chitu box will just automatically be like yep this is the best way but most times out of 10 no you gotta mm -hmm. re-angle it add more support 
even when I was printing, um, here we go, my Eddie Munson uh, belt buckle, um, yeah. the handcuffed belt buckle, and I had to end up getting my mate to um, fill it, filament uh, print it. So it's the tiniest design, and I had it angled on the print bed like that, and each time it just failed. And I had so much support, stuff like that. So it, it's a massive learning curve, but cleaning it is like I get anxiety when I have to clean it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, it, and it just, no matter how hard you clean it and how much you clean it, it still doesn't look clean when the vat's empty. And I'm like, everything's fog. And then uh, it's slimy or sticky. The, the, the plate underneath. And I'm like, it's some, sometimes the resin's leaked in under it, under the tape. And I'm like, <laughs> just, yeah. I want this thing looking pristine, but it's not going to happen. It's going to get dirtier oh, yeah. and dirtier. And you always um, scratch it. Oh, scratch yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. My, my dad is fascinated by it. Like there'll be times because um, my workshops at mum and dad's, you know, I live in an apartment with my fiance, so we can't do the big dirty print here or sanding stuff here because we rent. Um, so I go to mum and dad's and do all that. And obviously I've got to leave things to print there during the day or overnight. And dad's fascinated by it. Like he'll just send me photos on his phone and be like, 20 minutes to go, mate. It's looking good. <laughs> Because he'll, he'll quickly take the time off. But there are, there are times I'll get a message in the morning and he's like, I don't see anything. I think it's, I think it's failed, mate. It's just a big pile of goop, and I'm like, yeah. damn. Yeah, it's see, always in the eleventh hour too, right? Yeah, Why resin printing's like you want it to fail. You can save FDM prints near the end if they fail, right? There's ways to yeah. do that. But a yeah. resin print, I want that to fail immediately. Like yeah. first layer stuck, done. Okay, I'd rather come yeah. into an empty plate than like a mangled half mess of just That's, yeah. Yes. Stuck to your screen and stuck to yep. the... Uh, just give me that first layer. That first layer didn't adhere. Guys, we're not but... convincing Robin very well. She doesn't seem to want to do it <laughs> okay. anymore. She's want to do it even less. I'm, just, I'm, a messy, right. I'm a messy person in general. It's so it's not just great. Like, I don't know. So There's something I will, about it. I will say some advice if you are just starting and you're hesitant. Get water-based resin. I switched over to that and mm -hmm. it's... Not, it's so much easier not having to worry about like because you can't pour the chemicals if you're rinsing stuff off True, or rinsing yeah. off yeah. the vat down your sink you have to dispose of it properly mm -hmm. i don't know what the rules are in the states but here in canada we have to dispose of it in certain containers and take it to like a dump site or a safe site mm -hmm. um uh, the water washable stuff you can actually filter it and then that can be taken away with the trash collection um mm -hmm. but also it's just cleaner obviously you shouldn't still yeah. you should still have your ppe and everything like that and your gloves but it's you don't have to worry about isopropyl alcohol because you need like I use ninety nine percent and it, that's expensive here. I don't know about uh, if it's more. It gets pricey. It gets yeah. It gets Because I know like the Canadian and the Australian dollar is pretty much on par most of the time. But we're, thank like, you by the way. It was it's, it's been great having <laughs> <laughs> it nearly on par compared yeah. to the USD. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. And it sucks for us because we're so close to the States, but that's okay. Uh, we still love you guys. Um, but yeah, I, I would really recommend the water washable as a nice transition. And if you have problems with molding and casting, uh, get clear resin. And then you just oh. cure the crap out of it till it turns yellow. You know, because if, if as long as it's not something long and thin that will warp, if it's mm -hmm. just like a big chunk or a block like i recently made trophies for the fan expo uh, cosplay contest last year and oh, dang, nice. i was um making certain like pucks and certain plates and stuff and i just kept getting problems making my mold with platinum silicone 
So I switched over to clear water-based resin and uh, I just cured the crap out of it till it turned yellow and I soaked it in ISO, even though it is water-based and didn't have a problem after that. Nice. Because so, for some reason, even if you cure it and it's like, if it's like an opaque color, the fumes, it can off gas even yep. days after it's cured, cured with UVs. So I highly recommend doing that. Or just avoid it altogether because it's a pain in the ass. You can you see what's crazy <laughs> what is like. resin. I mean, resin printing is cool, and there are Al, there are benefits to it. But like, yeah. But <laughs> this, so this is a print off of the P1P. So oh, FDM, wow. FDM's oh, catching yeah. up. So wow. Once, once once I chromed them, um, one of these is resin and one isn't. And honestly, unless I get real close to the camera, yeah. Wow. I couldn't tell. You know, uh, the the ninety nine percent person who's going to see this in a ch on a chest is going to be like, "Oh wow, look!" Like, so FDM printing is catching up. Um, yeah, to I agree. Be being able to catch up to this type of stuff, where resin printing, it, I think that's going to start to fall back to back to the miniatures and the models, the, the figures, the things that an FDM printer just cannot do. Right. Um, so you wouldn't be remiss to have just FDM, good FDM printer. Mm -hmm. But it, it's pros and cons of both. I get people who. Are coming over to FDM messaging me. They're they they grew up in resin and they're having trouble with, you know, Cura or the slicers because they don't their mind isn't adjusted to that yet. Where yeah. one of my big problems with resin printing, um, my first resin printer was the Epax X one fifty six, a massive oh, yeah. mini fridge of a printer. <laughs> and um, what you don't think about is suction. What you, like because I started to print domes. And as they oh, were coming they were... off the build, it starts to make a vacuum, oh, and you just yeah. don't so think you about a that. hole in the top. Mm. So yep. yeah, I kept having weird failures, and I'm like, like, why is it, like? And you want to save material in FDM printing, you're blocking supports. You're like, how much material can I save? Right. And the second you start trying to do that with resin printing, you're gonna have failures. You can't cut corners with those supports because you'll have islands that try to print, and then it clogs up the screen and. Like it's just such a different world, but like <clears throat> they both have such amazing pros and cons. Right. Um, I wouldn't resin print an Iron Man suit, but you know, you got little arc <laughs> reactors that work out great for it. Or um, yeah, it's it, it's such a cool. I love like, teaching people around about resin printing. I think the technology is so much cooler. But mm -hmm. man, is it boring to watch? Like you're just, it's yeah. it's not cool to watch, but yeah. it's so much cooler. Yeah, that's all you're doing. You're watching paint cure with a UV light, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's such a cooler technology, especially with like mask S S MSLA and all that. Like mm. it's so cool that it can do that, but it's just boring to look at. <laughs> it I think seems like that... it should be the future, right? Yeah. Like it yeah. should be the future because it looks like you said, it looks that's like something out of Delta printers, is. though. Yeah. Like my Delta, my um super racer, like the Delta style, oh, they're yeah, like yeah. the coolest printer to watch, you know, watching oh, it yeah. just whip around and stuff. But yeah, resin I, I I'm bad at resin printing. <laughs> I think the thing that blew my mind whenever um, my husband set up his resin printer was the fact that he, so he prints a lot of like um, miniatures and stuff for D and D and Warhammer. And whenever he told me that he could put, he could either print one miniature on it or he could print like however many fit on right. the plate. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The same amount of time. I was, like, wait. I was like, wait a yeah. minute. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when you understand cool. how it works, you're like, Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, that's it, it's still going to put out the same amount of light each layer. So the mm -hmm. shorter, you can make it. It, it doesn't matter. It, uh, so you know, one the only or a thing you have to worry about in that situation is making sure you don't run out of resin. Yeah. Which on the resin hand, if you've done that, right? Like, yeah. 
You're like, oh, ah, yeah. you forgot to fill the tank again. Or... The, the big printers, <laughs> you need a, one, a whole, like my X156, I need a whole bottle just to keep the vat full plus yeah. what I'm going to print. Like, yeah, yeah. it gets expensive. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna the, say you yeah. probably can't fill while it's printing. Like if you notice oh, you that it's you can you can yeah, yeah, you okay. just open it like really quick and you just throw it in. As okay. long as it's not like indirect sunlight, you're not a, You'll be it's right. not okay. a huge and you, deal. you don't it's always better to pour it slowly onto the build plate so it drips down because you don't want to okay. make a wave. The last thing yeah, you want to do is make turbulence. So you just pour it real slowly over the build plate. And it also helps um, with ambient temperature as it starts to go through the air. If you have like oh. a cold bottle of resin, you don't want to just pour that into a warm vat. Um, some people even heat their bottles. Mm -hmm. If you have a heated vat chamber or a heated like build volume, you can just keep a spare bottle in there with it. So it's always at temperature. Like there's weird little tricks you start to pick up that you never have to do with plastic printing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so I got a question. This might be a little controversial, but slicer of choice. Who wants to go first? I'll Cura. just say I use Kira, uh, Kira. only because oh, it's Kira. what I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's what I know. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. People tell me to, I think it's Prusa Slicer. Everyone's always telling me to do that. And I'm like, I don't have time to learn another slicer. I'm just. That's what it falls down yeah. to, right? It's like, yeah. you, if it's not broke. Don't we're not. Yeah. I don't think any of us are 3D printer people. And what I mean by that is they're tools for us to make things. There are the channels and the people who chase the perfect print, right? They're yes. like, they want the fastest, best printer. It's like, but it works. I, exactly. I, I hit print and I got thing. Why do it I need to change how I got It my that? needs. So yeah, why exactly. So, if you look at Bamboo Slicer, Bamboo Studio, it's awesome, but man, the user interface on it's garbage. It's so mm -hmm. confusing. Like I couldn't imagine that being my first slicer. I wouldn't know what to do. It's mm -hmm. not user friendly, but I know how what I know what all this stuff means. So it's like, okay, angles. They need to fix that because if they're going to be taking over the market the way they are, they need it to be more approachable or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, so all honesty, I've always had Miles or Ben um, slice stuff for me for, for filament printing again, mm -hmm. because I just, I need to put time aside, sit down and learn it. But then going back to resin, I had to force myself to learn Chitu box with prepping the the resin print file, so I do know prepping resin prints, but in terms of filament, no. Um, I I always like will send Benny or Milo the file, and they just whip it back, and it's all ready to go, and then just put it on the USB. So, so again, so we need a Miles or Benny. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need so we, we need a, we don't need a slicer in a three D printing array. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Nice. Yeah. I, so and look, I I there are times where. Um, I've been at Miles' place and I'm just like watching him like behind his back and I'm like, what did you just press? And he's explaining it to me and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's like Homer's brain. It's like a donkey half asleep with <laughs> yeah, yeah, life poking yeah, around yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, man, I really should just sit down and dedicate time to this because his, his printer of choice was Perugia for so many years. Like he, mm -hmm. um, Miles uh, has, uh, so like doing this type of stuff is his hobby, but his main jam is 3D printing. Um, you guys know like reverse brackets uh reverse cameras on cars and sensors and stuff like that oh yeah mm -hmm. so he 3d prints the brackets for suvs and pickup trucks that house the sensors and the cameras okay. so you glide oh, nice. kit. <laughs> anyway he's made an absolute mozza he's literally just signed a lease for a brand new warehouse space like wow he's, and it's Dang. such a niche it's such a niche thing no one else is doing it so it's for people that have bought pickup trucks suvs that don't have them but want the kit for the camera 
uh, and the sensors. So he makes a bunch of um, different brackets for different cameras and stuff like that. So he was, he had the, he, I think at one point he had 15 Perugias all just smashing out. And I was wow. doing work for him at one point, you know, you get the tray, crack off all the brackets, prep them, we'd spray them with like, um, like a textured bumper coating to give him a nice coating to get uh, rid of the hard. print lines. Nice. So like he's, he's all over it. Like he can, he can cut a file, prep a file like that. So it, it is like profiles to watch him. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know I just, what happened. <laughs> I just actually used a, it's called a Velar slicer and it's what Piopoli uses. Cause I, I got the Piopoli forge. And so it was the first different resin printing slicer I used aside from Chitterbox Lite. And mm -hmm. um, that actually, the support, the auto support placement on that worked way better. Cause uh, I, like you were saying before, you, you're, you think the program is like, yeah, this is where you need all your supports. Mm -hmm. Chitterbox doesn't do that. The paid version might, I don't know. I'm not paying for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Velar Slicer, yeah, it, it, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It looked, worked really good um, for testing some stuff out. I, I think I did an eye of uh, Agamotto and it just, I arranged it how I wanted to preserve some detail, hit auto arrange on the, the, the supports and just kind of sent it and it survived. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, nice. better, better. I will say the paid version of Tutu Box. Nah. I got like a free huh? year membership when I got my Kickstarter for the Jupiter. Uh, good, after good about an hour of futzing with it, I went back to the original because I had like a Mars, a Mars 3. And then, so I've been using it for years, but yeah, it's the paid version for some reason is worse. I don't know why. Like, uh, <laughs> so, so um, oh, for the record, I use... I used to use Cura when I first got my Ultimaker years ago, but then mm. over the years I switched to Simplify. And that's um, another one, yeah. But I do not agree mm. with the new version because and like their lack oh. of communication. But they were so ahead four years ago that I think they were ahead of the curve with like the supports and all that stuff. But then every other slicer program caught up and then some in the last yep. few years. And then the new version they just released for a stupid amount of money, two hundred American, and <sighs> so that's that's like two sixty. For, for us, I think, for in no, Canada. No. So that's a ludicrous amount of money. Yeah. And uh, and there's not that much better. It's not worth it, in my opinion. So I'm sticking with just my old license of Simplify. Um, I find it super easy, super intuitive, only because it's more like I'm used to, like, I worked over a decade in 3D animation. So the 3D programs I'm used to, it's very, very similar and intuitive in that way. So it just seemed more natural for me. I will say there Kira, though, off the bat, it's so easy to learn. It's so good. It's, it is, it's yeah. and it's intuitive for the supports, like instead of like the opposite of Chitu Box, right? So it's yep. really good for that. It's really intuitive. It's it's super streamlined. And it'll give you more than you need. It'll give exactly. you more than you need, and then you can start cutting it away. I mean, eh, I don't really need this. I don't really need exactly. that. But it'll it'll get the print to print. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to Cura. And I tried futzing around with it for a bit every once in a while, but then I'm like, ah, I need to get this printed. I gotta just quickly switch back to Simplify. So I do yeah. want to get back. If it works, it works, man. I Great, mean, yeah. that's that's it. That's cool. That's okay. Some so people you... get so hung up on that and just trying to find the best. Yeah, you know, it just it works. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna so, say it, it makes me feel better to hear you guys say that because I've had so many people comment or ask me like, basically being like, why aren't you using this? Slicer. Right, right. I don't have time to work. Yeah. You know how many people yell at me for using rafts on my prints? Why are you I using use rafts? I use why are you using why are you yeah. using rafts? That just means your bed's not level. No, it means I don't have to level my bed as much. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It, the, the, bigger, more, the bigger your printer is, the more, more you forgiving. have to level it and the more pain in the yeah. ass it is to level. So I like my supports having good structure and being connected. When you use a raft, now you're guaranteeing your supports have a better base. Yep. And oh, you're wasting material. I'm really not. I'm oh really God. not. <laughs> and especially if you mess up a print, if a print fails because you don't have the raft, you're wasting more material that way. Weird, so in the huh? long run, also with ABS, you have a problem with lifting off the bed. Having a just raft, warp, warping in general. You get yeah. elephant foot. Yeah, you warp. Yep. So using a raft is so much easier. It, it saves mm. a lot. It's, yeah. If you yeah. want, it's always guaranteed when somebody posts a picture on like the 3D printing Facebook group with, you know, they'll be doing a big print like, oh, here goes my first Mandalorian helmet. You know, it's going to be a three or four day print. Guaranteed the most of the comments will be, why is it taking that? Mine only took this long. My, everybody starts hitting with their, you know, how long. It's like, okay, but his print finished it, it's printing like he's yeah yeah, every, yeah. It, oh my god every time every freaking time yeah. you can guarantee uh, it's, well mine yours took two days mine took 47 hours it's like so. a part of part of <laughs> yeah. my euphemism but it's a dick measuring contest i was I'm just like, gonna guys, say it, 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 is, it is it's exactly what it is it's exactly yeah. what it is i printed a bigger dick than you you know like yeah. <laughs> quicker too quicker <sighs> oh god I'm glad we all see this too. That's yeah, makes it so it's much better. better. I'm like, sometimes I'm just, I just have to take a step back and I'm like, it's not that deep. It's just, you know, yeah. I've, I've gotten fun. comments like, why did you, why did you put supports there? You could just bridge it. I'm like, because I don't want to play around with the, my bridge settings. Like I yeah. do bridge stuff and everything, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. Put in some supports. I could just throw them in there. That's it. Yeah. it adds yeah. an extra, what, 30 minutes to my print time, an hour maybe. But I have peace of mind. And the more printers you have, the less you really care how long it's going to take. You really, exactly. Yeah, you don't care. It's like ah, let this go for three days. Whatever, I'll be. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what about in terms of uh, do you guys do a lot of your own three D modeling? Do you like I know uh, Mm -hmm. like a lot of you buy from like I know do three D and stuff like that and. And no judgment here, no judgment here, you know, um, like, do you prefer that? Like, would you like to learn it? If there, is there a program you use? Have you tried playing around with it? Uh, um, I, I haven't obviously like, you know, there are builds where yeah, do 3d I've had him, uh, do stuff from scratch for me. Like my phantom cow again, it's you, you, you reach out to the people that know how to do it. Like if I try to do it, I'd still be 3d sculpting it to this day and just, getting nowhere with it so it's definitely something i'd like to look into but again it's setting the time aside to do it so i rely mm-hmm. on the people who are skilled at it and can do a better job than i could ever do so yeah mm-hmm. hey that's yeah mm-hmm. and you're supporting it's, it's, other artists you're supporting other like 100%. that's what you got to do right yep yeah for the yeah, well, um for the most part i purchase a lot of my 3d models but i have done a little bit of 3d modeling it's like nothing nothing sellable worthy or whatever i've mm. i did most of it in fusion 360 i've modeled bo katan's like her westar rifles from clone wars because they're really blocky and they were really easy yeah. to kind of oh i saw that that's really yeah cool. they're really easy to kind of yeah. learn on and um i am planning on trying to model aloy's armor because she has like three pieces of armor on her original outfit Ooh, and yes. it's organic looking enough that i'm like i could probably get away with this so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it's something that I would like to learn. It's just like, like you said, it's making the time to do it. Yep. There's so many different ways to do it. Like there's just, yep. I've seen people use like the sculpting, you know, people do sculpting tools, but for 
for my brain, Fusion yeah. 3, mm-hmm. yeah, ZBrush, that's it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Fusion 360 for some reason just works better with my brain, but yeah, it's just finding the time. It's yeah. Well, and that's another thing that really pisses me off. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, <laughs> whenever, go ahead. Go ahead. Whenever people get mad about if you're just 3D printing a model and you're not actually, you know, making model. the model yourself. Well, here, curious. let me yeah. let me ask yeah. the question because this is a cosplay-ish based, right? Mm-hmm. Does it make your project or cosplay less valid if you bought the file and printed it? Does my yeah. like here perfect example? I bought I that was a free mm-hmm. that was a free file. I didn't even pay for this one. I paid for this one, printed it. Does it invalidate or make my costume any less significant than somebody who sat there with foam or 3D modeled their own suit, Iron Man suit mm-hmm. and printed it? No, 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 not at all. You're, you're, as long you're as it still, looks good, right? you're still putting in the work, the labor, and a lot of people don't take into account the labor. They just see it at face value, and they're like, "Oh, but the printer does all the work, man. I hit oh. print and I get sued. Come on, oh. yeah." We've all heard that. Grind yeah, yeah, yeah. my gears. Yeah. Like, oh, you know. just hit print, right? Like, uh, I'm sorry, what? I just hit There are print. still cosplay competitions that don't allow 3D printing unless you can. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more niche, smaller cons now. A lot of the bigger ones have finally started the cave, which is great. But uh, in, the, in the States, because um, they don't want the flack from it. But there are still places that unless you can prove that you modeled certain things or a certain amount of work went into it, that you can't use certain 3D printed parts and and that sucks. That's so stupid. Yeah. It's I, yeah. let's there's do things the hard way. Contests. Yeah, there's some international contests, um, like that one that ho- is hosted in Japan, and it, the, it's escaping me right now. Um, about, where yeah. people all over the world go to Japan for the finals, <clears throat> and it has to it has to be like anime based cosplay. One mm-hmm. of them is you have to have created at least like 75, 80 percent, or a certain percentage of it, mm-hmm. and for 3D prints, you had to have modeled that. And to mm-hmm. me. That doesn't like how is it any different if you just had a team working on the cosplayer on the cosplay and you didn't personally model it, but someone mm-hmm. on your team did? Like someone is still doing it as long as you credit them, you know, and you say, yeah. uh, this right. is where I got it, whatever. I don't see the problem. Like you wouldn't tell like a race car driver, like, well, you didn't win the race, the car did. All you did was hit the gas. <laughs> like, no, I, you know, like, like that's good. That's, that's a guess. That's 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 I just made it up. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, oh, that's fair. Um, like it's it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I I will say like everything I do, I stubbornly model, but but I spent a lot of time in college and I spent over a decade in the industry. But that's just my own personal preference. Uh, but you'll be surprised as to how many uh, mainstream movies, box office movies, games, TV shows, commercials buy stuff from Turbo yeah. Squid. Oh, yeah. And oh yeah, Turbo Squid! Oh my god, and all that stuff. You, yeah. You'd be absolutely shocked. Be like, whoa, that was that. You guys didn't do that. You didn't do that. You didn't like. And which studios do it? And the rule is, and it applies for cosplay as well as film and television. <laughs> if it looks right, it is right. And like, I mean, like, like I'll say, like all your armor, like for all three of you, they all look beautiful. But I guarantee you, there's some pieces you look on the back of it, and you're like, whoa. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, friends of mine who set up premieres and stuff like that here in Sydney for screenings and they they got uh, cocaine bear 
because we've got that. Oh, nice. Nice. And they're like, hey, what do you think about movie, 3D printing a, a, bear, a bear head and, you know, having blood and all that? I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I'm like, how long we got? And they're like, four weeks. So this was a good couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, do you have a file, like, from the studio? And they're like, no, can you find one? I'm like, sure. Yeah. So I had a search and I found this awesome looking bear head that was growling so I can get, like, silicon and have drool and the cocaine and the nice. blood and all that stuff. And they're like, all right, we'll pitch it to the head honchos. And they came back and they're like, uh, no, they want a taxidermied bear head. And I'm like, good luck finding that in Sydney or New South Wales, like the state I live in. And I'm like, I don't know if people would agree with that. But like, yeah. yes, yeah. so like they, they didn't have a file. They just expected me to find it, which, yeah. which is fair. Like I, I can't imagine they'd have a file on hand. Um, I yeah. <laughs> I, I just got approached. Um, I, I have a sponsored video in March for a video game, a mobile game, and um, and they wanted me to build up this staff thing from the game. And uh, I asked them, like, hey, can you get me some reference images or something? Mm -hmm. And all they were able to send me was a, uh, a video of it spinning in 360. That's mm. it. That's it. That's the only asset they were able to give me. I'm like, but it's your game. You don't have concept yeah. art you don't have the 3d yeah. file the turnarounds everything yeah. like nothing i can give to my modeler to be like i mean this will work but like it's your guys's game like you literally just mm. released this game you don't have any assets anywhere like you can't kick an email out hey this staff yeah so i'm like uh, yeah um i'm gonna have to increase the price now of this because now i'm gonna need to the model is yeah, gonna need to take even yeah. more time to do this and so yeah, I got to say right. the, the opposite with that. Um, when I've worked with Ubisoft a couple of times, the first big project I did with them was um, Alexios from um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm -hmm. and I go, I said the same thing. I'm like, can I get some 3D turnarounds and maybe extract some parts of his gauntlets, like the snake eagle and all that, so I can resin print them and put them on the foam arm? And they're like, yeah, yeah, hang on, we just got to get you to sign this NDA, but then we'll send it all through anyway. They send it through, and obviously at the time, I didn't have the software to read the files, so I sent them to Miles. He calls me, and he goes, dude, you got to come over and see this shit. So I come over, brings it up. There's Alexios, all the uh, armor and everything. He goes, watch this. Hits a button, takes his uh, armor off. There's his clothes underneath. Hits another button. He's naked. Hits another button. He's skeleton. Hits another button. <laughs> the game, the game. System, and his eyeballs are just left. And he's the like, entire rig, huh? That's every wow. time he goes, dude, we can 3D print his nervous system if we wanted to. Wait, were you, when like, you say the skeleton, do you mean the rig or do you mean like a model skeleton? A model skeleton. Like oh, okay. a skeleton. Wow. A skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like, like when I was I was a I was a rigger for a de like forever. And rigs are very tightly kept, like the, they're there's a lot of programming and a lot of stuff that mm. goes into that and rigs they usually do not just give out willy-nilly so if they gave you the mm. skeleton and that kind of stuff okay but Dude, they're gonna give great. you the rig that's like a they, lot of money right accommodating. they've always been yeah. great that's to great work with like there yeah. are some projects where like um nomad from ghost recon it's more pre-existing tactical stuff you can buy but they give you the list of what they modeled certain parts of his costume from like the backpack mm. you can buy he wears oakley gloves so i'm like cool that exists but with um alexios that was yeah. a lot of 3d printing and foam so it was good it was a good mixed media project but yeah learn a lot with that one well that's, that's probably actually, that's probably a reflection of ubisoft's uh pipeline and 
our data archives, right? Because they've been making games for so long. They've been making the Assassin's Creed games for so long. They probably have just blank models that they yeah. have the skeleton, the skin, the texture, and they're able to then, all right, we need to make them a little taller, darken the skin, do this, do that. So that, that was probably just, if it was like an indie game company, you probably would have been lucky to get like a texture file, <laughs> you know, 100%. like I, yeah. this is yeah, unprintable, man. you know, it's just the image of it. it. It's low polygon and just a painted texture where somewhere, something like Ubisoft, it's like, Oh, here's, here's everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. really? yeah. That's cool. By the way, if you leak this, we will own your house. We will own your <laughs> own. Yes. Right? Yeah. I've been, so, I was under that for the horizon, um, forbidden West, the NDA sign for that one. Same. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a comment here. It says, uh, they're asking what websites do you guys use for buying designs? And we mentioned uh, DO 3D. Uh, are there anything, any other, any other sites you recommend? Like there's Thingiverse. And, yeah, I was gonna say Thingiverse is usually C, the other one. Um, yeah. CG Trader. Trader. Yeah. CG Trader. It's it's oh, yeah. the little cousin of Turbo Squid. Um, Turbo Squid. Yeah. yeah, make sure you're looking at to make 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 sure you're actually buying an STL or 3D OBJ because you can accidentally buy game files on CG Trader that are <laughs> unprintable. Um, <laughs> Etsy. Etsy has tons of 3D files on it. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And there's a few, there's a few, like if you just look on Instagram, there's quite a few people that you can just commission to mm -hmm. um, that are pretty good for that. Um, and I actually have a good comment saying, are sewn costumes ever disqualified because the maker used a pattern? I know, same, right? same concept as using a pre-made 3D printed file. Absolutely. Right, a 3D file. Yeah. That's a very good point. It's yeah. a, again, it's like the whole, I find that, I always tell people, I'm like, find, find a medium that you like to work with and just go with it. You know, mm -hmm. that's why I like cosplay because I, I obviously do a lot of 3d printing, but whenever I get burnt out on 3d printing, as I am kind of now, I can do sewing. Like I'm doing a lot of sewing right now and you can go to foam. You can like just bop around and use whatever you like. Um, yeah. but that's like, that's what I always tell people. I'm like, I don't know. Don't get your yeah. panties in a twist because I'm, yeah. Here. I feel what, like the stigma what, is lifting you know? with 3D printing right now. It's getting there. It it lowered the bar. It lowered mm -hmm. the bar of entry, and that scares yes. a lot of people. But at the same time, gatekeeping. it raised yeah. it, yes. a lot of gatekeeping. It lowered yeah. the bar of entry, but it also raised the ceiling on how good your stuff can be now. Yes. yes. If you were yeah. to tell a kid to go, hey, man, make a Black Panther helmet for me out of foam and cardboard, it you might get it done eventually. It might look pretty good. But now I can FDM yeah. a resin print one that looks perfect and put more time into that costume now because I didn't spend a year trying to do all the dots by – that's amazing. Yeah. Right, that's, yeah. It's and incredible. Can, and then you can elevate it even more. Like, you know, you add your your server servos and you add lights and you yeah. add working bits and stuff like that. As a whole, for people in cosplay in general, I like you said, it raises the bar and it just – Let's people push the envelope, and you mm -hmm. might do. Like, someone might do something like that's a great idea. Maybe can I can just, apply it to this. You can just. It's like a Lego kit now. Like you print yeah, it out, yeah. put it together, throw yeah, electronics yeah. in it, and you just have an Iron Man mm -hmm. helmet. Now. And making like, it more accessible to people, even yes. younger people. Yes. You get mm -hmm. more people wanting to be go into engineering, mm -hmm. go into this, go into that, and like for me, three D printing. Like when I did cosplay before, I did foam work and stuff like that, and I was kind of iffy on it I, I like like i've worked on it now but uh, 3d printing helped me throw myself into it into cosplay yeah. and then because of that i got comfortable enough 
to go back and work on my foam work and stuff like that. The next thing I'll, and my molding and casting, um, the next thing I want to tackle is my, our sewing skills. Cause the one thing both of us are not very good at is our sewing skills. I've so sewn that's for like five years and I'm still not great at it. So <laughs> I'm right. There I feel like you. it's just like some magical art you're born with or not. Mm. I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> like you said, it, it's been making it more accessible for people and uh, yeah. just again, like with my ADHD, it's like, there'll be times where I'm just like, I'm so excited about a costume project and someone just put out armors for it. And like, I guess a good example is Bo-Katan. Whenever Bo-Katan showed up in The Mandalorian two years ago, I like freaked out. I was like dying because I love her in The Clone Wars. And whenever I, um, I actually, um, the, the 3D modeler actually reached out to me and was like, hey, I have this, uh, I just finished modeling the helmet. Do you want to give it a go? So he, so he gave that to me for free and I printed it out and all that stuff. And then he, then I asked him, I was like, are you going to be uh, modeling this armor? Because I, I would love to just, you know, throw that all onto my printer. So it was, it, it made that costume. I don't want to say easier because that's not the right word, but it, more made, accessible. It, yeah, accessible. it made it more accessible yeah. and more. Accessible. Yeah. I was like, I can, I can do this. I can get all of this stuff printed out on my 3d printers now while I'm like super excited about it. And then I think it was, you know, it, whenever it finally got like a little bit warmer here, I live in Pennsylvania. I, um, and then I started sanding, you know, it's like it, it you can kind of compartmentalize like when you're doing stuff and even you can even go further back to that. You can if you're like one day you're really into like slicing files and stuff and getting them all ready mm -hmm. to print. You know, there's just so much there's so many different aspects to it that I don't know. It just yeah, it just made it I a agree. lot more accessible and. Yeah. And it leads to other stuff too, right? Like, mm -hmm. like I never wanted to work with like lighting and servos, but after doing all these prints and stuff, I'm like, okay, well now I want to dip my toes into that and get more into that. And, you know, and right. it's, it's, it's just good overall. Um, so this actually might be a good time to ask, uh, budget aside, time aside, what is your dream cosplay? Oh. And I'm going to say, Frank, you can't say Iron Man cause you've done a billion Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, man. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you no, like. I, I have, I have, but I have like, one that's not Iron dream Man. Dream cosplay. It doesn't have to be for a contest. Just for you, something you've always wanted to do. Budget is not an issue. Materials, nothing is an issue. Why don't you start, Frank? Um, Wing if Gundam Zero. Wing Gundam Zero from uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Oh, oh nice. that's a good. That would be cool. Oh. I, I, I have, I have good files for it. It's not something that should be 3D printed. I would love to do a good, legit Gundam cosplay. It's just those damn wings, man. Like, I wouldn't want them to be these little turkey chicken wings that are, you know, I'd want them to be the actual full wings. And mm -hmm. if you're doing a Gundam cosplay, you need to be in stilts because just yep. the, the proportions of the head, waist, and legs. Um, maybe Tyra Banks could wear a Gundam costume and look fine in it. I don't know. <laughs> like you, you do. You need to be like a six foot five supermodel. Like you do. Yeah. It's yeah. If you're watching uh, Tyra, <laughs> I'll make you a suit, right? But I would love. I do have a Gundam cosplay on the horizon. Um, not Wing Zero. It's going to be um, Heavy Arms, the one with all the missile pods and two Gatling guns. Oh my uh, Because I've never seen anybody do that costume where all the doors open. And guess what? Oh. Servos are a thing. So yes. I have pretty big plans for that one maybe one day i'll figure out a way to do wing zero but if i'm going to attack that one it's yeah that's my like ultimate dream cosplay um, awesome that's day. a good pick that's that a heck good. of a <laughs> yeah. that's ambitious but man i hope you do it and i cannot wait to see it that's so cool me too <laughs> okay who wants to go next 
Chris? Uh, so my dream one is actually one I'm going to try and attempt this year. Um, so hopefully. Oh, what is it? who is that? That's uh, Black Suit Superman with wings. Oh. Um, what? What is that yeah, from? So the muscle suit is here at the moment that I'm slowly putting together. I'm um, experimenting with urethane at the moment because his chest emblem is molten rock glowing. So I want to do a clay pour of the, the chest emblem and sculpt it like rock, cast it in a amber urethane and have an LED pad under there, paint it, paint the you know nice. dry brush the rock on and still have the red glowing through, figure out some sort of, um, Frankie, you'd probably know, man, like an LED pad. You, the, um, the this, this, this one right here, you want to yep. get your hands on a NeoPixel matrix because I'm working on a code for this where it looks like it's nanotech that's breathing and moving. So if you did red light, you can yes. get it to kind of glow and oh, like a pulse well, or yeah. something or like a fire. We'll yeah, it would be mounted. Um, it'd be mounted on the um, textured fabric with the muscle suit showing through because Henry wore like chrome muscles mm -hmm. under yep. his suit. Um, and then wings. I've never built wings before, but I want to try wings. But like big, you know, expanding just, wings. Yeah, um, like, you um, know, um, yeah. Like, check out Willow Creative. Willow Creative, yeah, exactly. Willow, that's what yeah. I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Willow. So She's that's, girl. <laughs> that's what I'm going to try and do this year. That's, yeah. It's going to cost cool. a lot, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, I always have these thoughts when I build a new cosplay. When I'm a grandpa and, like, I can show my grandkids and be like, look what yeah. your grandpa did. And they're like, mm. oh, you're an idiot. But, look when I fit in this muscle suit. Look at it. Look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but cost, you know, it's like the way I think about it is I don't go on vacation anymore. I don't go on trips with my wife. We our our, our vacation are conventions and cosplay. All mm -hmm. the money we would spend on that, we'll spend on our own stuff. And yeah. if it makes you happy, if it's your dream cosplay, it's your dream, then, you know, price isn't really an issue. Well, unless you can't feed yourself or something. But, you know, price yeah. isn't an issue because it's just so cool. And it's, it's your dream, right? Yeah. Robin? Oh, that's, uh, okay. So <laughs> I feel like I cycled through like five different things while you guys were talking, but um, <laughs> if I had to, I I would love to make Legion from Mass Effect 2. I know okay. that it's such a random one, but I just, I have this weird, I have a soft goal of wanting to cosplay as many of the companions, uh, companions as I can from Mass Effect 2. I've cosplayed Commander Shepard, uh, Miranda, I started Tally, didn't finish it, and I also have a Liara that I just haven't, I don't feel like putting the prosthetic on. I, I have it, I have all of it, I just haven't done it and put it on, but there's something about Legion, like, I just loved his I don't know, I just, I love AI type, AI techie characters and games, and I just really loved his arc in that story, but yeah. that would be, I, I consider that a dream one, because I'm like, I probably will never make that costume, but it's one of those things, it's one of those costumes where I've thought about how I would make it in my head. And it's just one of those, I don't know if I will ever. That's half the fun though, right? I know. It's yeah, that's what I mean. Solving. It's like sometimes like... I get half, I get like done, like figuring out how I, how I would do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like, I don't need to make it. <laughs> so I was just yeah, like, because we'll I wasn't too familiar with Legion from Mass Effect. I know of of legion but i mm -hmm. are you you want to do like reverse legs and everything like that like so still yeah like i would want to like That's i would cool. want it to look exactly like him you know yeah and i was even like the, the reverse legs i was even trying to figure out with tally because i was starting to build tally during the pandemic ironically because she's got the freaking mask on and they have weakened immune systems but 
um yeah she's got like weird legs too and i was like trying to figure that out and mm-hmm. if you were talking about willow creator it's like she's got all this stuff about like um not mm-hmm. not like uh she's got like that mewtwo build and all these things of like how to like and alter your legs and stuff yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's she's got amazing like reverse legs you should definitely <laughs> <She> does. <laughs> they're so cool yeah. yeah i remember she posted a video of her testing out her stilts and she was jumping or something and i was just like oh <gasps> holding my breath because i was just waiting for that to buckle but it's solid they're solid it's just really it's incre- good it's incredible yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great uh, that's cool i have to say my dream the mondashuans from fifth element you know the big golden guys oh my god and then, oh yeah and yeah, then yeah. i want to have i want to oh. have the fish come out and then the little key comes out of the finger and then you know <laughs> no, it comes I... out and then it gets crushed in the door maybe a detachable hand i yeah. i love the idea of like it's ever since like years ago. I'm sure you guys have seen that uh, Adam Savage tested his Totoro build. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did like yeah, a yeah. really big enc- encapsulating Totoro build. And it's just like, a big umbrella. Yeah. A big umbrella. So, cool. <laughs> so I want to do something big. And I'm like, oh, Amanda Shuin would be amazing because I, w- I would love to see how they were actually built on set and mm-hmm. uh, having yeah, like, maybe all a camera up top and stuff like that. Yeah. So it would be. Fifth Element's a good, Fifth mm-hmm. Element's like, a good, good showing like of just practical. Um, oh, effects yeah. and stuff. It's, yeah. it's like it's, that video it was ahead of its time on the, um, the 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 gun that Gary Oldman's character had in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the ZB one or something like that. Yeah, that thing is incredible. Like oh, especially so when people find the same make and model parts and mm-hmm. just do it, and it's like the cult following for that gun is some. It's like bigger than the DeLorean. Like just yeah, this one gun from Fifth Element. People are like, yeah, this is it. This is the Holy Grail. Sorry. We don't make the rules. <laughs> I forget who it is, but this cosplayer I follow, he made one, and it actually has, like, the spikes come out, and the little mm-hmm. thing opens up at the bottom for the ice gun and whatever. And it, it looks it's, – it's absolutely slipping my mind. So if, if someone watching this knows who, who does it or something, it's, or I'll send it to you guys if I find it. But it's, cool. it's amazing. I, I saw that. I'm like, oh. Like it's it's really really good. I think the only thing that rivals that would be like the proton packs from Ghostbusters. Mm. Yeah. About, that's about that's, it. That's, <laughs> I think everyone wants to. Yeah, I've always wanted to make a, a real cool like working proton pack. My my you... one of my friends actually has like an almost built proton pack. I forget exactly. He bought it like a kit or something, and he wanted me to he wanted me to three D print the I think it's the wand or something like that. But he the hasn't gone back to me about it. Yeah, the Ghostbusters cosplayers are some of the nicest people I've ever met at any con ever. Like they're always like they're so excited, and they'll immediately start pointing out what's wrong with their own pack. Like, yeah, I had to cut corners here, and this isn't accurate. And if you looked at the what Dan Aykroyd, they'll just like rip their own stuff apart, and you're like, dude, this looks perfect. What are you talking? This is supposed to be two inches to the left, and this is only supposed to be uh, half inch. Yeah, and you're like, it looks amazing. Uh, This (laughs) this is like production quality. Yeah, it looks great. You're like. Yeah, they're all so nice people. Same with the yeah. like the droid builders, the R two builders and stuff. Oh my god! Uh, yes, my yeah. yeah. close friends in the five hundred first, and like one of my best friends, close friends is in there. He actually got me into cosplay and starting the Married Makers, and they're the best people to hang out with. They're so cool. Yeah, like you said, the droids and everything, and even like the the Doctor Who people with the Daleks, I've, like a Dragon Con. If yeah. you've seen the Dalek people, yeah. scooting around in the Daleks and stuff like that, they're they're so cool. That's yeah. I got to cover. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> no, no, um, no. I was gonna I say, was like, the, speaking of the droid builders, it's like I, um, I, I got a little chopper. He's back here, but I got a little chopper from um, Disney World whenever we went last year. And after I got it home and I was just playing with it, 
I like had a I had like a month stint where I was on the droid builders groups of like I'm gonna build my own <laughs> chopper like my life size chopper <laughs> and I'm like okay I need to slow down but they're expensive. Maybe one day I'll have my own chopper. <laughs> I think yeah, R2 builds R2 builds average anywhere from eight to twelve grand. I think the Wally <sighs> builds are like ten grand. Oh, the BB eights are anywhere from like four to six. It's insane. Um, yeah. yeah, they get <sighs> pricey. But what was cool is uh, I think it was at Silicon. I ran into I've ran into the same group of R2 builders like four times between WonderCon, Silicon, and uh you waddle up to them in like an Iron Man suit. And you start chatting just about different things and techniques and you realize like, oh, we have a lot in common when it comes to right. building these things. Like mm -hmm. just between the 3D printed parts, the painting, some of the electronics and stuff. And you're like, these are more approachable than you'd think. But like mm -hmm. it's such a it, – some of the parts are just so dang expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it was. It was like it seemed so approachable for me to just print a chopper. And then I was like, oh, oh, this is this is expensive to yeah. actually get the move. So no, thank you. Do, you. do you guys ever fall for that fallacy of like – Oh, I should buy this. I'm like, eh, I can print it, and then you never do. Or you you yep. get into printing oh, well, it, and you spend time. more time and money on printing it yourself, and then you're just like, oh, I should just bought this. Like, why did I? Why There's, did I do this? I'm sure we've all gone to a con before, and you're walking around and you see something in a booth, and you're like, Oh, I want this figure or this thing, but you stop and you check Amazon, and you're like, eh, Nope, ten dollars cheaper, or you know, you're like, This mm -hmm. is, you know, you that it, you stop yourself from buying. You're like, I'll buy it later. But when you can start 3D printing and building your own stuff, there's a third step to that. It's like, yeah. I want this keyblade. Oh, it's cheaper online, or I can print it. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then the time you spend and time is yeah. money, and then you the might man, as well have just bought it. You yeah, might as well just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just buy it, support support other artists, you know. Yeah. But it, it is something that's been like in my mind. Even stuff for like everyday stuff. Like my dad got a new truck a couple of years ago, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this little thing he broke." It's about forty bucks to order it from like England. And I'm like, nah, Dad, I'll I'll, I'll just mo I can model it and print it for you. It'll take me like an hour to model, and to I still haven't done it. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, Dad, you're waiting. Yeah, and he's like, so about that thing, I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm yeah, getting to it. it's what it <laughs> is, right? You might as well. It's time versus money. It's like, yeah, that forty bucks wasn't too bad, now was it? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's why okay. I buy lightsabers because I don't want to build them. I just want the thing. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah. There's That's definitely actually... some things like for cost, like for Aloy's costume, she has a bunch of like beads and stuff on the front of her. And there's a fellow Aloy cosplayer who makes them. And I was like, I'm just going to throw money at you to make these. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to screw with these. <laughs> you can make Works. them for me. <laughs> Support yeah. other artists. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And make this like the community is already growing exponentially, like with like we said before, with the ad, the accessibility of 3D printing. So yep. why not support more, make it bigger, make it better. And because all it can do is improve it for everyone. Right. right. That's, yep. that's that's why we all do this, too, is because we love it. So mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. So we're going to wrap up soon. But is there anything else you guys want to point out, discuss anything at all? Um, maybe any advice we can go around, say any advice you have for new printers, uh, 3D printers, people getting into 3d printing sorry who are like intimidated or anything like that any advice you guys have Don't do you're it. gonna mess it up <laughs> you're gonna mess you're up you're gonna screw you're yeah, gonna yeah, mess yeah. up you're gonna mess up so much you're gonna have failed prints your printer's mm -hmm. gonna act weird you're gonna get frustrated your paint's gonna fail in orange peel and flake and you're gonna drop a mm -hmm. print once you're gonna make so many mistakes but you learn every single time You'll make a couple more of the same ones each time too. Um, but if you can push through and persevere through a lot of it, especially with printing and painting, and you can make some pretty cool stuff. And the community is so willing to help. It's mm -hmm. awesome. 
a lot of support very yeah. yeah yeah and there's so many things out there like all you guys have your tutorials your videos there's so many other people out there i agree yeah because if you don't mess up you'll never grow from any 100%. mistakes right and then yeah because you're gonna you're gonna waste resin you're gonna waste filament you're gonna like you said, drop something in the 11th hour of a cosplay and it's going to shatter. It's going to, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to hodgepodge something together with like tears and blood. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great advice. Great advice. Anybody else? Um, I would Just say my biggest piece of advice is, and this was something that intimidated me before getting into 3D printing, um, especially if you're cosplaying and you're making like big, you know, armor and not super detailed or whatever. If your prints don't look like if your prints are not like pristine looking or they don't look mm. like, I don't know, you know, everyone's always talking about like, oh, I printed mine at like 0.2 millimeter layer height or whatever. What's the best or whatever. Y yes, if you're if you have a, a more detailed print and it's, you know, better settings and all that stuff aligned. Yeah, it's going to be easier to sand, but everyone's going to have to sand their print. And mm -hmm. especially yes. if it's like these big pieces of armor you're going to be sanding these pieces down anyway. And it may take you like 10 minutes extra if your print is really like busted. I have, I have videos on my channel where I, my, oh my God. Some of my earlier videos of me doing like a clone trooper helmet and Captain Rex helmet where they, the prints failed and I had to do all this stuff and like Bondo into it. I body shopped the hell out of those prints. And had I let these like 3D printing groups where people are, they, they're just like, so what's the word? They're so, concerned about the print quality that they're getting from their mm -hmm. prints instead of just I don't know getting better at the actual body shopping and the sanding and finishing phase then mm -hmm. I probably never would have started I, I probably would just would have been like there's no way I'm going to get these prints to look as well as these people in these groups have and it's like you said Frank like you're you're never going to learn unless you just do it you know mm -hmm. and yeah. your first I mean heck I still have prints that don't look great yep. you know and it's I've been doing this for oh my god four years, five years now. Oh yeah. 2018. That's five years ago, but it's, yeah, you're just going to, you're just going to continue to learn and don't the quickest let, don't way let, to kill yeah. the quickest way to kill the passion or kill that is by comparing yourself to somebody else. Yes. You can look to it for inspiration. And the only difference between someone like me and somebody just getting into this hobby is three years of experience. That's mm -hmm. it. It's practice. It's time. Right. You're not going to get your first print or suit to probably look like this. It, it takes time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. compare yourself to yourself, how you were the other day, be better on your next project, but don't look at my perfectly polished Instagram picture and being like, I'll never get that. I said or, the same thing three years ago. Or if it doesn't yeah, look great. perfectly polished off the bat, then you get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Yes. Cause yeah. I mean, it's, Unfortunately, for like cosplayers and people that do 3D prints and stuff like that, we're not just makers. We're also social media, you know, players. You know, like we're, we we have to yeah. play the game. We have to be influencers. Yeah. And yeah. You, you put your I best mean, foot forward. You want don't to. Don't be discouraged yeah. by what you see because like all your stuff, like you said, your stuff looks amazing when you show all the final stuff and like, oh, I made this print. I just did this. And, you know, you'll see that. And, and then you look at your print and it's the very first print. And it doesn't look anything like that. You got layer shifts, elephant foot, blah, 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 mm -hmm. stringing. And you're like, well, this sucks. And you just throw it out and you never try again. Yeah. Like yeah. people don't realize how much crap goes on behind the, behind the curtains and mm. how much like struggle there is. Like, yeah, yeah you just got to re-break, you break your print or you have like a layer shift. You just break it apart, glue yeah. it back together, fill it. And like yep. what you said, Robin, you, you, you body shop it. 
but that's a valuable skill that you mm -hmm. now built on and learned. And then you can yeah. advance that even further, yeah. which further advances other stuff, which mm -hmm. is less intimidating and opens you up to more stuff. Right. So that's great advice. Anything from you, Chris, or? Dude, what, what Frank and Robin said, it's, yep. if you're not failing, you're not doing it right. Um, and like Frank said, you know, you, you, you show your finished piece, but what people don't see is the stuff that ended up in the bin. Um, and I, I love it. Like at the time, I'll obviously be annoyed with myself that something's failed or I'm comparing myself to someone and being like, damn. But then when you look back on it, when it's done, you're like, okay, that was worth it. I've learned X, Y, and Z. I know what to do now and what not to do now. Um, and just surrounding yourself with a good crew of people, whether it be online or in real life. I, I learned a lot uh, back in 2021 where I got to do two weeks work on um, Love and Thunder here in Sydney um, at oh, a, a back studio. So, we, so cool. I, I, I built the, um, the Dark Shadow Lord from the beginning of the film, the one that originally had the Necro Sword that the Bale get so yeah. it, it was just a, a black dead body like it was it was he looked like an oil slick um but they needed something physical for bale to have mm -hmm. on set because we we they shot it here at fox studios but they used the volume as well oh uh, mm -hmm. the volume they they got the volume here at fox studios which is cool um so for two so he was already 3d printed and if he stood up he'd be about six seven he's a he's a big boy and he was printed out west at this big industrial 3D printing place. And I had to go pick up some spare parts of him one day. I've never seen a 3D printer this big before. I'm talking like nearly a story high. This thing wow. <laughs> was huge and belting out all these pieces. And he was thick, chunky PLA. And I got there and I'm like, oh, oh. all right. <laughs> Here we go. And obviously because a lot of a lot of him had uh, scarification like Drax. So you got to marry that up. And Colin, one of the lead sculptors who three uh -oh. and the guy just has so much experience. Um, yeah. He taught me, okay, we got to cover up these print lines. What we're going to do is get tissue paper and PVA glue. And what that also will do will make it look like the skin has died and mm -hmm. thinned like you know even yeah. with uh, the, you know elderly people the skin thins and when the the body is no yeah. longer functioning yeah. the skin thins out so we did that it covered up a lot of lines we learned a lot we were, we were able to patch seam all of it um it was two weeks of doing that two solid week 10 hour days of doing that um and then i primed him and handed him off to the paint department but mm. you learn so much and the odd crew that it was at odd studio there doing a lot more 3d printing now they have in-house printers um filament and resin and it's so cool to, to see them doing that now um and obviously traditional sculpture will always have its purpose and what i love about you know, uh ben affleck's batman cow is a mixture of traditional and um digital sculpture back and forth and then to make the collapsible core so he can turn his head but you know a lot of that was 3d modeling and obviously scanning actors now instead of putting them in plaster you just scan them and mill them out of a block of foam it's it's oh, crazy man. like it, it's so cool to see how far we've come in such a short amount of time yeah that's something unfortunately we didn't have time to touch on was 3d scanning because i had some do i had some good stuff for you guys maybe yeah. maybe we'll do another one and uh <laughs> i would love yeah, to <laughs> yeah scan, like, honestly yeah. we could just talk for hours and just like shoot the shit about 3d printing in general we don't have oh, to absolutely stream. yeah like there's just uh, so much stuff we could do 
Um, yeah, honestly, this chat has made me feel so much better about so many things that I was like so self-conscious about with 3D printing. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, same. I love hearing your guys' stories. This has been great. And and also like, oh, huh, my cat's there. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <I just noticed laughs> <I can't. her. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like like you said, validating stuff. I'm like, oh, am I the only person that thinks this? Am I the only person like, I know my wife does and I know a couple friends do, but like to know that like the broader uh I guess the not public, but the the group, the 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 3D printed mm. community, yeah, yeah. It, it feels the same. It's not just like, which proves like for beginners, this shows beginners like you're not alone. You know, everyone feels oh. this way. There's mm. so many issues. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, so we have a question. I don't know how to do anything. I want to learn for free. Where do I go? YouTube. 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 Yeah. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. My friend. That's. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best thing. Um, okay, Wait, so does, I think gonna... does does anybody have a Skillshare plug? Hold on. I do not. Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, uh, why don't we just go around? We'll start with you, Robin. Uh, we already oh. went through this at the beginning, but for people watching now, what kind of socials are you on? Where where can we find you? Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on for us to follow right now? Um. <laughs> You can find me on YouTube. Um, I'm just Vault Fox over on YouTube. I have an Instagram. Um, I'm not as, I don't keep up with Instagram as much as I probably should, but um, I'm working on an Aloy cosplay, which is actually not a lot of 3D printing as we've been talking about, um, but I've been doing a lot of build logs there. I am working on some videos for my Bo-Katan costume that I'm hopefully going to get those out, you know, whenever Mando season three drops because I need that SEO. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me on YouTube and... Yeah. Great. That's awesome. Uh, Chris? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Cosplay Chris, and on Instagram, Chris Stanley Official. I actually just changed my handle from Cosplay Chris to Chris Stanley Official just to kind of broaden uh, <coughs> broaden my horizons and stuff like that because I want to do some more uh, in front of the camera stuff this year with acting, but also always still build. Um, so, yeah. I have to say that Wolverine thing you just put out was freaking amazing, man. That was so cool. Oh, it was, uh, that was, that was, good I was like, Whoa. I, I, my, my knees are still shot from that, but uh, it was worth it. Yeah, yeah I, I was geeking out. Yeah, that was really cool, man. Thanks, great. Man. Frank. Uh, I am Frank. Uh, YouTube, frankly <laughs> built, um, frankly built across all socials, actually. Um, Instagram, if you want to talk to me, it could be, it's the best messaging system, I think, currently. Um, and yeah. Cool. Any big, we can teach any... you all of us teach you how to do stuff. Cool. All right. Um, well, I'm I'm Aaron from the Married Makers. If you want to follow anything we're doing, we're Married Makers Instagram. We kind of threw some shorts into YouTube, but we're not we're trying to get into that. But it's mostly just Instagram. Um, follow us if you'd like to look at some cool stuff. But uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. This has been honestly amazing. It's been so fun picking your brains, hearing your opinions, getting all these different insights to it and seeing like like i said before i, I don't feel as alone now you know yeah. <laughs> it's great <laughs> um so uh yeah thanks again thanks for everyone at home who's watching i'm sorry we couldn't uh get to all the questions because there seem to be a lot of questions here and we ran out of time for that oh. but uh tune in for another one hopefully um and that's it thank you all for joining bye guys have a thanks, good one thanks guys bye thank you bye <laughs>